Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Jason. And this is Strange Indeed Bake Off Edition, a podcast dedicated to the Great British Baking Show. This week we're covering Collection 8, Episode 8, Dessert Week. (sighs) Quarterfinals. Big week. (laughs) This week... I, none of these were like mouthwateringly tempting to me, like not in the way that some of the savory ones that they do or some of the sweet ones, but Mm -hmm. that kind of let me have a more of a detached view of it. And I was really interested and also super impressed, especially with the showstopper. So it was a change of pace for me, but I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I did like some, some of those, like I, I'm a big fan of cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Um, not gonna lie, I like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like it too. But it's not like my top tier. But yeah, I, I like it. Oh gosh, I I'm a I'm a pretty big nut with with cheesecake. So mm-hmm. um, that was actually uh, w- the only issue I had was just, and I know we'll get into it, but was uh, some of their particular f- um, flavors that they chose uh, to to use for cheesecake. I just I thought that was a little flat for me. But yeah, the um, salmon that was weird. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Just want to make people think they missed something. Yeah, he probably had a lot of people going, "Wait, what? Did let me go back and watch?" Um, yeah, yeah. I thought that the showstoppers were pretty beautiful, but as far as like uh, wanting to really try one, I I just I don't know how I feel about having jelly and cake together. I know. I think. Yeah, and I don't know if that's at all common or they just stuck that part in because it's the bake-off and they needed to have something baked, you know? Mm -hmm. And that did make it a challenge to make the two marry together, and some failed at that spectacularly. I mean, I thought they all looked pretty great, but when there were visual failures, it was when the two didn't marry together, the jelly and the bake part. But a couple did amazing at making it all work together really well, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty pretty outstanding work this week from our final um, competitors. So uh, and, and definitely interesting. So let's go ahead and uh, jump into our signature, which was twelve identical mini cheesecakes. So um, you said that you like cheesecake, but it's not one of your tops um, as far as like desserts go. Um, was there a particular one or two maybe that stood out for you this week? Yeah, um, I you know I, I usually say I don't like citrusy flavors; they're not my favorite. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I guess because cheesecake isn't my top, because my top favorites are like the fudgy and chocolatey, and you know, with coffee flavors and creamy and things like that. So cheesecake is already kind of not that. I mean, it's creamy, but it's not chocolatey, and it's it's got a bit of a bite to it I would say so the citrusy ones like um I liked Dave's his orange shortbread lemon cheesecake passion fruit jelly (laughs) lime meringue kisses that looked great like I wanted to try it and also I just really liked the look of his yeah they're square and they're really high and they're bright and those yummy like four dollops of meringue on top of each one yeah, and and that also me that you that you they, picked that one, yeah. And they liked it. Like mm-hmm. Paul thought it was going to be rubbery because he used a lot of gelatin, but he was like, "No, it tasted good." And Prue said the custard was delicious and the texture was perfect. And so, um, yeah, that ended up being the one I was most interested in eating right away. <laughs> Interesting, because I know that you're not really a big fan of lemon. So, I mean, I know he had the passion fruit jelly on top of it, but, you know, with the lemon cheesecake filling, that kind of surprises me a little bit. But maybe the other flavors yeah. would kind of play off of that a little bit and maybe balance some of that out a little. And maybe. also cheesecake, lemon cheesecake is different than like a lemon meringue. Yeah. I think, you know, yeah. it's not. It's it's creamier, I guess. So maybe that's why that I makes like a difference better. for you. Okay. Maybe, yeah. Okay, that's okay. I, I'm just, always, I'm I don't just always curious. understand myself, but <laughs> I, I think that's why. I I get that. I get that. I'm, and sometimes um, trying something a little different like that, like maybe you maybe wouldn't like, actually sounds a little bit more appealing and surprises even yourself. When you know, so I think that one was probably as far as the flavors. 
Go was probably my favorite. And I liked his too. I love the, I just love the aesthetics of his design. You know, these cute little square cheesecakes. They yeah. were very pretty and square was cool. You know, yeah, it was really pretty. It had good height. I really liked, liked those. So I thought Dave really did yeah. a, a really, because, really good job. Because, uh, Peters and Marks and maybe one other person I forget, they just really looked like duds. They weren't high enough. Yeah. And Peters was Peters caved dropped. in and Marks was yeah. just flat. And, and <laughs> so the messy. ones that were, <laughs> yeah, but it was high though. And they, they liked that. They're like, well, I like the proportion of the cheesecake to the base. And, and so that's what really made Dave's stand out compared to especially Marks and Peters is theirs just kind of look like a flat tire compared to his. <laughs> yeah. I think they said Marks, his were they needed to be a little smaller and neater. Um, it, yeah, they yeah, were like, it's that. like somebody stepped on it and it <laughs> went out to the side. <laughs> and yeah, and they didn't. I mean, I, I, it sounded good. Uh, New York style vanilla and mascarpone mm-hmm. cheesecakes. Mascarpone is like an Italian soft cheese, kind of like cream cheese. That just sounded really good. And glazed apricot, which for this, I would be like, yeah, I want to try that. Almond praline dust. I mean, that was one I was really excited about when I heard it and saw the picture, but then the finished product wasn't so great, and they yeah. said the flavors weren't really there either. Yeah, they said it needed more apricot, that they couldn't really yeah. get much of it, but when they did, they liked it, but they didn't quite get enough of it, so that was... Well, they ate the actual apricot, they said. That's yeah. when they tasted it, but it, so. I guess it wasn't infused through the rest of the cheesecake. Yeah, I, I would have definitely been a fan, I think, had the flavors been, been there, um, because yeah. I do love the vanilla cheesecake. I, I can't I believe how everyone yeah. kept using passion fruit. Everybody was using passion fruit or citrus, and I'm just like, I don't know. Me, I'm just like, what? To me, that's just not what I look look for in a cheesecake. I love um, more of a like a, a berry up. topping. Well, I mean, just a straight up classic New York cheesecake. It definitely does it for me because um, mm-hmm. I do love cheesecake. But you know, I do love a nice raspberry kind of drizzle, um, or even a strawberry, or some other like a yeah. blueberry something yeah. like that. Um, I know. I realize yeah. that's a little simplistic considering <laughs> the the challenge. Nah, it's not as sometimes that's what's you know, good. But um, that's that's where it draws me in more. Not these like jellies that they kept putting on there. These passion fruit jellies. And it things. must it's be just... common there because they all Maybe. were using passion fruit. Yeah. So it, but I don't I was... even know what that tastes like for sure. Actually, you know, I'm not... it's just kind of fruity. I guess kind of fruity, and I'm guessing it's kind of tropical in nature. I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah, yeah I guess. I, I don't know if I kind of like a, it. like a mango maybe. Oh, and enough of the mango already. I'm <laughs> I'm over the mango that they keep using over and over the season. But yeah, I was just and I thought, oh my gosh, everybody's using passion fruit. How are they going to make theirs stand out from the other competitors? You know, if, if everybody's kind of using the same thing, um, it, but they all managed to do something a little bit different, and they all did kind of stand out in their own way. Um, and and they all kind of struggled a little bit with their, or not all of them, sorry, but a few of them kind of struggled a little bit with their, um, how they actually turned out. But the, the taste, I think most of them got most of the taste. And Did flavors. all right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the biggest complaint was just not enough flavor came through, but no yeah. more, none of them were like bad. But um, I also was pretty interested in Peter's lime and ginger Mm -hmm. crystallized ginger lime curd toasted oats and ginger nut biscuit that all sounded good i guess and paul said kind of like key lime and his eyes lit up right (laughs) yeah he likes that key (laughs) lime i I was into that um but uh it it fell and he put the oats on top that made it look like a bowl of cereal or something yeah it looked like granola like a like a granola breakfast or something (laughs) prue said the flavor was good but it just the uh, Paul didn't like or thought that there was not enough ginger, but the lime was fine. So it wasn't a total loss, but it, yeah, the, that it fell. That was a disappointment to him. And I thought it was interesting. I mean, Peter didn't have a great week. It was his he worst week ever. Yeah. He almost lost. And he, he has an aversion to cheese. I'm like, what? Dude. I know. I was like, God, <laughs> get, what's wrong with you? You and I your know. gluten-free cheese-hating. Yeah. And then just... <laughs> he was kind of like complaining about the second one that it wasn't 
very healthy. I'm like, you're on the Bake Off, dude. You're making desserts. It's dessert week. I know. But, uh, this is a competition, not real life. <laughs> yeah. And he said this dipped because it dipped because he was rushing the baking, I think, like turned it up too high. But I thought maybe because he, he wasn't that into it, he has an aversion to cheese. That usually doesn't help. You know, if they don't like it, you're right. And they don't mm-hmm. make it as good sometimes. The curd was I think we've seen- too thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've seen that in past seasons when we've seen some bakers that are like, ah, I just I don't really like that so much, and and then you see that they don't. It's hard see so to, well. yeah, do a good job when you're not that into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, I, I did think it was interesting that how he handled his bad week because he really tried to stay cool and adapt on the fly. Like yes. when it was the curd was too thin, he was like, I'm just going to add some butter, and he tried to. Uh, power through but then when he was getting you know not so great remarks or he wasn't happy with his finished product you could tell he wasn't happy with it um but he was still just trying to power through you know he it's interesting to see how each of them handles it he seemed like pretty steady except distressed (laughs) at the same time somehow yeah i was i was amazed at how for for how young he is that he was able to pretty well keep us cool he didn't get too stressed out yeah he didn't like crumble like i didn't think that he did he didn't do well because he was kind of losing it i just think it wasn't his week for the things that they were making but i don't know yeah for sure and i think maybe just maybe because he's not into those particular flavors so much and um, he wasn't quite as into it. And, and the, uh, we'll get to the showstopper, but I just felt like it was kind of a poor choice <laughs> for that. So, oh yeah. Okay. And, okay. Yeah. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on then to the technical challenge, which. Oh wait, we didn't oh, get everybody. We, oh, we didn't get. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, Back Cause track. I just w- wanted to mention, um, Ermine, now she had these jars and they looked really cool the way she decorated them and everything. But I was like, ah, I, I want to see it out in the open. I, I felt like constricted, like I don't want to have to dig down in there. And then when he said, Paul said the biscuit on the bottom was uh, so, uh, soggy or not crisp. Mm-hmm. That made me think that even more like I don't really think those jars worked out for her. And they they said it with the whole thing was stodgy. The base was soft. There wasn't enough lime or passion fruit. So that was even though she got Starbaker, her cheesecakes weren't the best. No, they were pretty. But but yeah, I didn't quite pass the test for what they were looking for as far as the the base. Um, And then, yeah, because Paul said, you know, when you have it encapsulated like that, it starts to sweat. So then all that moisture gets down in there. And so, yeah, I thought, oh, well, that's, see, I learned so much from, I'm like, okay, so don't bake cheesecakes in little jars. That's what, (laughs) that's what I'm, I'm learning from this. It's good to know stuff like that because it's something that if you're not as experienced um, as as a baker, then you may not think that, but, but yeah, I think her idea was, was neat. It just didn't work out. It kind of reminded me of what do you? They have those things in jar in cups or jars at like bakeries where it's like strawberry and cream and yeah, like puddings and, and yeah, things yeah, and yeah. like um, kind of remind me of that. But yeah. it was more impressive to see the other ones that stood out on their own. I thought that made hers look not as accomplished or something. Yeah, I, I think if they were making more like a parfait, a dessert parfait. Yeah, that's what I was thing, trying to. Yeah, yeah parfait, then, exactly. Then yeah. that would be appropriate, but not something maybe that you're having to bake and you know put together like that. And but I, I think yeah. her idea was neat and it was pretty, but it was pretty. Yeah, just didn't quite come together as expected. She put a lot of effort into it. She had cute little um, labels and everything that she <laughs> she drew out. So yeah. Um. Okay, anything else you want to say about the cheesecakes? Nope. All right. Well, they were certainly on a citrus uh, theme because then the technical challenge um, were Sussex Pond Puddings. I thought, well, I've never heard of that before, but it was, you know, kind of interesting. You know, it was like an old, I guess, like English recipe, um, these, these puddings that they have. And I think we've seen puddings like that similar before on on other um, bake-off seasons i remember seeing a few like that before where they, they kind of remind me of the pasties just like hmm, a, yeah. a, like a, a 
filling inside of a crust, you know? Yeah. And it was interesting. Um, so they had these these fillings and they said it should ooze with like this syrupy, like lemon glaze. And there was like a full on lemon. And yeah, I was like, oh, Jason crazy. probably does not <laughs> like that at all. Um, but, but I mean, really all it was was just this yummy um, pastry that was just full of sugar and yeah, you know, sugar lemony. And butter. Yeah, this lemony uh, syrup inside. And I was like, oh, and boy. And a creme anglaise that you put on afterwards which is like a light custard yeah that looked that looked good so what thoughts did you have about the technical just in general i I had a lot of (laughs) your thing well no i mean it was interesting like i really dug that it was something from the 1700s Mm -hmm. which is something i like about you know european uh, culture is that it can have history going back hundreds of years you know way farther than ours and it's, I like the idea of eating something that just like people ate in the 1700s or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was interesting because it was just like this little brown mound. <laughs> it, <didn't, laughs> it wasn't it looked very like something I would pretty. Make, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, the whole, it's, it's a very particular thing with the whole lemon inside and the way you're supposed to break it open and it oozes out. And then you put the cream on top and it's very like fussy kind of English thing. And it is. Um, I, I was, I was into it. Like I wanted to try it. I, I, didn't quite get first round through whether you're supposed to eat the lemon, but I think you are because second watch, it looked like Paul ate right into it. So I think the thing is you need to steam the fuck out of it basically so that it really, you know, breaks up the lemon inside. I mean, that did not sound too appetizing to me, but I was interested in trying it just because it was something different. Um, I also wanted to mention, you know, in the U S a pudding is, not what people in the UK call a pudding. A pudding here is like this creamy milk-based dessert, kind of like a custard or, or a mousse, mm-hmm. you know, like jello pudding. But um, I was trying to figure out once and for all, what is a pudding? What is a British pudding? My dictionary says a British pudding is any dessert, but Vox.com oh. says, I got this th- whole thing here. It's a dish, savory or sweet, that's cooked by being boiled or steamed in something a dish, a piece of cloth, or even animal intestine. The earliest puddings in this sense of the word were sausages. Black pudding, a type of sausage made with pig's blood, is sometimes included in traditional English breakfast, as we've talked about before. Other puddings are sweet, such as spotted dick, a sort of steamed cake with currants that's barely sweet, and like many puddings, flavored with suet or beef fat rather than butter. Jam roly-poly or roly-poly pudding is traditionally steamed. It consists of pastry made with suet, spread with jam, and rolled up. And just to make things a bit more confusing, some dishes are referred to as puddings that are sometimes baked, but formerly were boiled or steamed. The best example is a sticky toffee pudding, a date cake with caramel sauce that's traditionally steamed, but is now often baked. So it sounds like wow. it has to do with steamed or boiled desserts, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> wow. That's a broad definition of pudding. I know. I know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Oh, it's pudding. Oh, of course but, it is. <laughs> but I wanted to try it. And, and I, you know, I think the idea, like the feedback, because they all kind of failed, basically. Oh, they did. None of them were good. This was not a good technical and, challenge. <laughs> and Prue kept saying, you need to steam this for two hours. And they had two and a half hours for the whole thing, but I guess none of them got it ready in time to steam it for that long, or they didn't think they had to. But it seemed like, you know, a big problem was it started oozing out before you even touched it. So Mm -hmm. I think the idea is you're supposed to break through, not have it come to you already oozing. And then the lemons were all too hard. So maybe steaming would firm up the outer crust and also soften the lemon. I don't know. I think that was the idea. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I know that with the technical, they get like very little instruction and guidance and that's kind of the whole point. Uh, but only having two and a half hours and she's like, well, they should be steamed for nearly two hours. That only gives them like third, well, not even that long. I mean, if, if it takes them however long to make their, their pastry and to put all of their ingredients together, put them together and then actually steam them. And then they have to be able to take them out and get them ready to present. They're really not going to have two hours to steam them. So it's, it's, and I know that that's kind of the whole point. It's a competition. It's supposed to be kind of difficult, but it really almost sets them up for failure because almost yeah, none of them. They should have given him three hours. Yeah. I mean, none Maybe. of them, 
you know, we're going to have enough time to really steam them thoroughly. And almost all of them, they were, they all said you didn't steam them long enough. Yeah. (laughs) And and they all, all were like that. And because none of their lemons were soft and just almost like disintegrated, like the one Paul had at the beginning. Yeah. But I loved it when, uh, when Prue said to Laura, who got first place, Laura, I wish I could say it was wonderful, but it really wasn't much better than the rest. <laughs> she was like, the and Matt best was like, "Well, we were, we're going to clap for you anyway, right?" <laughs> She's like, "Oh, gee, thanks. So. Mine was the best of the worst." <laughs> <laughs> she goes, "I'll take it." Dave's was the worst, very understeamed. Yeah, he Peter let his out had early. Good creme anglaise. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, is he taking and, his out already?" And so, yeah, I was like, and Peter was like, "This is so unhealthy." fatty suety pastry and then a filling of butter and sugar i'm like yeah yeah come on peter be bad damn it eat some damn sugar yeah, i just want to like hold him down. I just want to like hold him down and give him a spoonful of sugar <laughs> and 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 bread with that's not that's awesome <laughs> tie him up with that string yes eat it damn it take a spoonful of sugar <laughs> no add this gluten and get out in the sun man get some vitamin d um, With Ermine, they said her lemon was bullet hard. That didn't sound good. No, it's unfortunate. Uh, at least the one that that Prue and and Paul, when they were you know talking about it, like, well, here it is, and it's not the prettiest thing. And but they were talking about it and talking about the history of it. And when they, I was like, well, I mean, it's really interesting to think of because you know a whole lemon being in there. But when they showed it. I don't know. I guess I, I would. I mean, I love lemon, but I, I'm like, well, I don't know. Can you really eat lemon rind like that? You know, the outside of the lemon. Yeah. I didn't see them like peeling it or even, you know, taking anything off of it really. But I guess if I it think, steams that long, it just, like you said, yeah. kind of disintegrates. So I think Paul took a big bite out of it. Oh, he, had, first one, he quite know. enjoyed it. He said it was like one of his favorites. So. But I think he took a bite of the lemon. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the idea, like Prue said, is if, if it's steamed long enough, then the lemon juices escape the lemon and go into the sugar and fat. Otherwise, you just have the oozy part just tastes like sugar. Sounds perfect to me. And make Peter take a bite while I'm at it. <laughs> um. Anything else that you want to say about the technical? We know Mark lost that one, but they were all pretty terrible, and then Laura won. Um, no, Mark got second place, actually. Oh, was his? Then who who lost? Sorry, that nuts. Uh, I put down the wrong one. Dave lost, then okay. Peter You're was right. next. Ermine was in the middle. Mark got second, and Laura won. But it really, they all sucked (laughs) and maybe it was because they didn't have enough time and it was something arcane that they're probably their grandmas had and they never knew what it was or anything so i think you know paul at the end kind of said well the cheesecakes they all at least made something you know that was fine and they all failed on the middle one so they kind of had to judge this whole episode on the showstopper i don't think the order of the technical really played into it that much Pretty much. Yeah, they I think they all going into the showstopper seem to all be about on a level playing field at that. Yeah, point. pretty close. Yeah. yeah, pretty close. Well, speaking of the showstopper, uh, so this was an interesting showstopper to say the least can't say I've seen one of these before. And maybe it's a European thing, uh, a, a, a jelly art cake. Uh I mean, they seem to act like this is something that you would see in a in a fancy patisserie, you know. In, That's what in Paul Europe. said. Yeah, you'd see this so, in a Parisian patisserie. Yeah, but man, again, I don't know how I feel about having my jelly and cake together. Together, it, it might be awesome. I mean, they were beautiful. Yeah. There were some beautiful ones, and it might be awesome. But I had some thoughts about it for sure. So. This jelly art cake, there were some really interesting ones uh, from the contestants uh, this week. You know, Dave had this interesting kind of like surfing cake. Um, yeah. Laura had this koi pond art. Mark had apple jelly. They all looked pretty awesome. Um, I just wanted to mention first, before we get into the individual ones, um, that I think they all did a pretty good job of making them look cool mm-hmm. and um peter was my least favorite but still but uh <laughs> noel was so impressed i like that he's like i just want to say that show supper was off the hook you know bravo he never 
does that. So he really was impressed. You could tell. Yeah. It's like, it was amazing. And I also just a couple of notes. So jelly in the UK is basically jello in the U S um, jelly here in the U S is like jam, except basically without the whole pieces of fruit inside. So it's another Britishism. So jelly in the UK slash jello in the U S is usually made with gelatin, which is made from collagen taken from animal parts like skin, bones, hides, and connective tissue. And I remember when I first found out, because Jell-O, and, and I think jelly in the UK too, is something you think of as for kids, because Paul said it reminded him of his childhood. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember when I first found out Jell-O came from animal bones, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. That No way. I didn't believe it at first. Like, that's so weird. But it can also be made from agar, I guess, which is a red algae. Some of them use that. And... uh Anyway, that yeah, I guess that's it for just some general notes. But yeah, Dave's, what did you what did you think about that one in particular? Well, it I thought it looked really really cool, and I just I mean I have to say I feel I feel so uh, unqualified to like say oh this one was great but this one was not because I'm thinking that takes such a level of skill and talent that I certainly don't have. So I feel like you know all of them were as far as like you know, just the efforts and skill that it took to put these together uh, was astounding. Uh, it's certainly out of my wheelhouse. Um, but Dave's, his at least as far as the looks, um, was not my favorite, honestly. I thought it was neat, but not mm-hmm. one of my favorites as far Paul as Paul like, said it design. was his favorite. I know, that was interesting. And, and Prue really loved it too. <laughs> she like, said what? it was like totally her colors and something yeah, that she colors. would love. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that it was not as intricate as some of the other ones Mm -hmm. and it looked a little more primary but it was so well done for at least you know in my opinion subjective Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. just the colors and the way you had the beach and the sand and the ocean I mean there was grass and then beach and then uh, ocean and then an orange sun with yellow rays coming off of it and I don't know it just looked really really striking to me Mm -hmm. um so and it had a good clotted cream mousse, chocolate fudge, sponge, uh, apple jelly, like uh, all that sounded really good to me. It turned out the mousse was, I think they said it was too thick or stodgy and yeah. the fudge was dry and didn't have a chocolatey enough or fudgy enough taste. Mm-hmm. So it, it flavor wise and texture wise, it didn't turn out as good, but, um, Visually, I I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, I guess, yeah, I would have to say, well, it's not as hard of a design, so maybe that would factor into my judging, but I thought it was pretty cool looking. The only reason that I I really say that as far as, I mean, I thought the colors were great, but the design, I thought, well, he was using like these, um, gosh, I can't remember what they were called, but they were almost like cut out designs and he was kind of layering them in his jelly and Mm -hmm. the others, uh, like, uh, Laura, yeah, Laura and 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 um, Ermine and I think Mark and I think I thought Peter did too, but maybe he had designs in his too. Were injecting uh, there, and I thought, wow, that to me kind of showed their level of talent. I mean, not that that like I said, I I feel so <laughs> terrible. I was like, I can't I can't do anything close to that. So I don't want to make it like, well, you should upped your game a little bit there, Dave, because I still think it took an immense amount of talent to do what he did. It just wasn't as impressive to me when you look at some of the mm-hmm. others, in my opinion. Um, but I, I did like the idea. I like the the colors, um, and I, I did do think it was a, a really neat design. And I, I liked his idea, the way that he executed it. Um, was certainly cool. I mean, I can't do anything that I podcast on and judge constantly. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I I don't think I could do anything in this, in this competition. There are some things I'm like, well, I could probably do that, at least try it and probably do fairly well. Again, I'm not not being judged by Paul or Prue and and being held to their standards, but I, you know, I could certainly, you know, do something and and be passable. These things, uh, absolutely not. I, I totally could not do. I mean, looking at at uh, Ermin's poppy, Japanese poppy. Oh my gosh! I was like, "How the hell did you do that?" That I, was outstanding. It was incredible. It like, was, it's maybe the most beautiful thing I've ever seen on this show. It was a shame so to see them cool. cut into it. <laughs> I, I, I love that. Like, 
God. That was one thing I liked about the jelly is it this translucent look mm-hmm. was something we've never seen on the show. And I just thought it was so gorgeous to it look was. at. And the way she made the flower, it was so, for one thing, it's this deep red and black color. Yes. And then the chocolate collar around the edge looked really smooth and perfect and blended in with the jelly really well. And then with this like, I guess, piped cream around the base. The whole thing was just gorgeous. And then when they cut into it and it has uh, raspberry mousse and chocolate mousse. Oh, my gosh. I mean, That's my favorite. I wanted to eat that. Like yeah, that. This too. one was my favorite visually and with the flavors. And they said they loved the way it looked and the flavors. And it's like, it's really good. Paul's like, it's a triumph. And um, then he said, oh, the white chocolate ganache is delicious, delicious too. Take it away. Yeah, before we find something to, to say something bad right. about it. Yeah, I, yeah, so hers that, was my favorite. Was so cool. Yeah, as far as visually and aesthetically pleasing and as well as, as the flavors was totally something I, I would love. And she smashed Amazing. it. Yeah, I mean, and I, yeah. I'm looking at it. It was just cool to watch her, how she's injecting into the clear jelly, you yeah. know, the, this flower. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, how the hell is that going to be? Because, you know, you get to see those illustrations of of their design. And so it, this beautiful illustration, I'm thinking, how the hell is she right. going to accomplish like, that? It's never going to look as good as that. And then yeah. it ended up better, even better. I like, know. I was cow. like, holy shit. When she's injecting that, I'm like, how is that going to look like this beautiful, delicate flower inside <laughs> of this clear jelly? And oh, my God, she nailed it. It was she gorgeous. Did. And I love when... Um, they first start talking about the look, of course, because they're seeing it before they taste it. And then Paul tastes it and he's like, it's absolutely gorgeous. And I love how Paul describes taste with visual words. It's That's beautiful. Like, I, I don't know if that's an English thing or a Paul Hollywood thing, but it's kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. He, he, he certainly was taken aback by that as well. Yeah. And I was too. I was like, oh, please don't cut into it. I know. <laughs> So many showstoppers I've seen over the years. I'm like, oh, please don't cut into it. Look at how hard they worked. Look at the effort and look how beautiful it is. It's too pretty to cut into. And that's what I was thinking of this one. And she said she didn't grow up eating jelly. She says it's an Anglo-Saxon thing. Yeah. So she sure killed it. She did. I I, I love how she's, it's kind of like what Prue was talking about there at the end, how she's kind of, you know, gotten... I don't want to say getting by because she's certainly done some amazing she's things. She's done simpler things. Yeah, maybe. but she's kept it fairly simple. She's played it safe. And then she she's really knocked it out of the park because she knows this mm-hmm. is the time to do it. And I think she even kind of surprised herself at how she well she showed it her out. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I can't believe I ever thought she was going to leave. Like now, I'm kind of rooting for her now. I mean, I am too. I like them all. So they're, you know, whoever wins is fine. But. I'd be I'd be glad to see her win the whole thing. I would be thrilled to see her. I mean, uh, take take off, you know, with with the top top award for sure. Um, mm-hmm. She's she's a, a she's a fun one to watch. And, and she was so blushing cool. when they were. I know. Like, oh, it's like out of a Parisian bakery. Oh, so, it was yeah, really fun to watch her reactions. Yeah, and, it's and, so and pure. They do the asides, and she's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe what they were saying." I know. I I love her reactions. She's just so so genuine um in, yeah. in her reactions. So I'm I'm definitely reading. I love all of them and it always sucks to see someone go. Um <laughs> but you know, I'm certainly certainly rooting for her. She's um she did amazing. So And I really liked Laura's design too. It did I look did like too. a pond. It Maybe did. almost a little too much like a pond, but it was beautiful. Hers was my second favorite as far as aesthetics yeah. and the the artistic effort that she put into it. Because, yeah, you're right. It looked like a pond. I loved her little fish. And her flowers looked great, too. She did flowers, too, like Ermine did. Um, and, and I thought they turned out great. I thought, again, they're, you know, I'm looking at Lars, too, as she's... And I'm thinking, and she's doing that while she has Noel and um, Matt like chitter chattering around her and i'm like if <laughs> i were her i'd take her kitchen towel and swat the both of them and say get the hell out of my way i'm trying to concentrate here i don't know how they she, I don't know how they work like that <laughs> i mean she looked like she must have taken a xanax this week because she was really <laughs> calm compared to last time <laughs> maybe she she did. was someone slipped her one so she's like <laughs> yeah, you know i can't, can't get that ice cream cake out of my head it's we're not doing that again and she <laughs> she was keeping it together but, but i don't know hers, how she did 
with those. The two. only thing about hers is, and Paul mentioned it, that he'd like to have seen the sponge covered with something to make it look neater. Because when you looked yeah. at the side, it was just kind of rough. Yeah, it was a little. The layers. Yeah, and and Hermine took care of that by doing that really awesome like chocolate thing yeah. that she had around it. Like she had hers covered, and I think that probably would have put Lars over the top for sure. Has she done yeah, something similar? Clinched it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Marks. His two-tier design was pretty cool, uh, with rose and roses and jasmine flowers. But that hazelnut meringue was—they was, kept comparing it to cement. <laughs> That's <laughs> just not his, what you want to hear. <laughs> the, the, the top and the bottom. I mean, the top looked cool. The two-tier. It was really fun to see Paul struggle with getting it off the plate because it was all wobbly. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it was like. The, it was hard as a rock, and then the what was it underneath? The I guess moose looked like yeah, the moose was it too runny. Like vomit. Yeah, it looked gross. It was not good. The jelly was too flimsy. The moose was too runny. Yeah. The chocolate was too hard. Uh, <laughs> He's Mark. like, yeah, chocolate too hard. Moose has moose is split. Daquas overbaked. Jelly too rubbery. But besides that, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> the top looked really good. I mean, it did. It was, and Paul liked it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. But it wasn't like a whole thing, a whole piece. It was like he stacked something on top of something else and then on top of something else that were totally unrelated. Yeah. <laughs> that was unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, and then the only one we have left, I think, is, is Peter with his snow globe jelly cake. Uh, coconut dusted Italian meringue buttercream, orange and cranberry mousses, panna cotta Christmas decorations, which panna cotta is like this uh, Italian dessert of sweetened cream thickened with gelatin and molded. What did you think of this one? I Well, Paul pretty much echoed my thoughts. I thought it was a little too bland looking, that that's not what I think of when I think of Christmas. He must have loved Christmas. Yeah. He did a Christmas cake and one of his other challenges that was like a Christmas surprise yes, or something. White, so snowy one. Yeah. yeah. I thought it's a little like Paul said, it's a little pastel for, to be yeah. like a, a, a snow globe or when you think of Christmas, it was, it needed to be a little bit more vibrant. Um, yes. so I was a little, like I said, I think uber talented and, but I think he just really fell short and I was kind of surprised coming from Peter because he's usually so much into the design, the visuals. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, well, I didn't like the idea behind it because pastels are not Christmassy. And no. I don't even like pastels anyway. I like bold colors. <laughs> I do too. Know? I do too. Driving around San Francisco, <laughs> it drives me nuts. How, why, why did they decide at some point that all the houses in San Francisco had to be pastel? Like, why? I don't like it. It feels like they're sun bleached or something. Maybe mm-hmm. that's the point. But I just don't like it. But anyway, you know, pastels do go with Easter and that feels a little more appropriate makes more sense to me if it was an easter cake maybe he should have said was... easter easter snow globe instead yeah of <laughs> and then not only that but his little whatever they were were all like blobby and paul said they were abstract and cruz like, i think i know what it is but it was like uh, those shapes didn't quite pan out Mm-mm. i think the way he wanted so i i felt like he it just was a failure of design, in my opinion. It's well, subjective, but yeah, that's what but, I thought. And maybe like you were talking about earlier, you know, where he didn't do so great in the signature, he did pretty poorly in the technical, and he was already maybe, he got that in his head. Yeah. And maybe that. But it was like you know. the combination maybe of that being in his head. And even if he'd done it perfectly, a pastel snow globe no. just wouldn't have been my thing anyway. No, I'm, I like bright vibrant colors uh Uh you know something that really stands out especially when you think of christmas so and then they cut it open and it looked like pepto-bismol inside yeah his moose was not quite set (laughs) it was was not i hate to sound like i'm being like oh i hate this guy i'm just expressing my disappointment because peter i like it and it was interesting yeah Yeah, like i was afraid too i was like oh no not my boy don't go home peter Uh, i thought he was really going to too yeah Yeah. (laughs) i thought oh my gosh the the great peter has fallen uh for a moment before we get into talking about who left and who who won and everything um i've been wanting to talk about the music on the show a little bit okay. and uh uh the 
I was going to play a few different songs at some point to sort of give an idea of the di- different textures because they do a good job of keeping it dynamic. They'll play silly music when they're having fun or they'll play kind of calm music in between the tense moments. But this time I just want to spotlight the tense music that they play okay. because during this um, whole jelly cake thing, all of them, they kind of did their designs in with jelly and bowls upside down. And then they had to all flip it over and hope that it would come out without tearing it. And so I, I'm going to play that segment. It's a minute and 12 seconds just to kind of focus on what the music is like, how it starts off kind of uh, calm, but then ramps up and really gets you tense without you maybe realizing how much the music plays into it. Okay. So here goes. Held too briefly in the water, the bakers risk tearing the jelly when they flip it over. It all hangs on this. It's hot as well, this water. Leave it too long and they risk melting it. That is very melty. Too melty, probably. Releasing now. Come on, Pete. Sort of just focused right now. But it's starting to ramp up as you see them struggling. Just not want to cut. Some of them are not successful right away. Come on, release. Doing it. We have a wibble wobble. Sheepers, creepers. That's not awful. Bakers, you have one minute left. Time is up. It just kind of gets you going, right? <laughs> that made me intense, and I'm not even in the competition. They do a really good job with that music. They really do. Because it's lovely, but it really does shape the emotional experience of it. Like, without it, the music, it would be pretty different, I would say. I think it would be if, if it was completely muted and they didn't have the music, we wouldn't feel as intense. Because I remember watching it and and as they were all kind of struggling to get their jellies out of their molds and their bowls. And I was like, oh, my gosh, don't tear the jelly. Right, be gentle. Right, right. You know? like, I'm, I'm like I'm talking to them through the TV. Don't tear the jelly. <laughs> but. They all, nobody biffed it or anything. No, they all turned out, uh, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, th- th- apart from the design and, and things that we were talking about, as far as like, yeah, the, none right. of them cracked yeah. or fell apart or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah. that yeah. was at least like that successful. can happen. And you'd think with something like this, maybe at least one of them would, that would happen to you, but it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They do a really good job with playing up the tense <laughs> moments. <laughs> It's funny. Yeah, you, it feels like there's a war going on or something when you listen to that music. Mm-hmm. War of the jelly molds. <laughs> so, Ermine, Star Baker, two weeks in a row. Yay! She's the first Yay. baker to get Star Baker twice because at this point, um, only just like one one per baker, one each a different person each week. So she's the first yeah. one to get twice. And that freaking showstopper. I can't get over it. I cannot get over (laughs) it. I wish I had the talent to to try and even attempt it because I would love to just look at something like that so beautiful. Um, I wouldn't want to eat it. I would just want to make it and say, "Look at my pretty jelly cake." (laughs) Um, But it was, and it's it's so fun how yeah how like Peter's been pretty consistently good to great, and Ermine I've thought a few times was going to be going home, and this week just totally turned that topsy-turvy and that's how close a lot of these guys have been this season that even mm-hmm. Paul I think this episode was like I don't know who's gonna win yep <laughs> sometimes they can kind of tell or or have a kind of a gut feeling about who might be at least in the finals but I think yeah he's, yeah he's not even sure so okay and then Mark had to go home <sighs> hmm. that was kind of sad it was sad. Yeah. I was. I thought for sure it was either going to be him or Peter. I was really surprised mm-hmm. that. I mean, I don't know. I guess the judges kind of felt Peter still kind of came out a little bit more on top, and 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 Mark was the one that had to go. But, um, yeah, I was kind of surprised. I think. I think. Yeah, his showstopper just 
it felt like a misfire more than Peter's, I would say. Mm-hmm. Because of that meringue that was really hard and it didn't hang together as a single piece. Yeah. You know? Well, and he had a really good... I but mean, it was close. It was really close. And Peter acknowledged that too. And I know Peter kept trying to, you know... Even he did very uh, poorly. He kept finding the small things. Like if they said one positive thing, he's like, "Well, I'm gonna yeah, take that as a win. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna take that." And, and then Mark was really zen about his loss, which you know is that's his Mark, Mark, Mark thing to to say and do. But um, I liked his attitude for sure. You know how you know he was, you know, talking about how much he was learning about his, you know, and how it was like challenging him with his own anxieties and and being around people and you know how he was really grateful for the experience and i was like gosh mark i just love you i love his attitude i really think so many people can really you know learn from from his attitude um and i just i love that thought it was great and and when laura was kind of crying and saying he was a real gent i know i'm like yeah i totally get that (laughs) i do too he he does seem like a proper proper gentleman and i i mean i teared up i've been tearing up for weeks seeing these <laughs> these guys leave you know they start crying yeah. or someone else. it's it's usually more not so i mean i do cry when they cry but it's almost more when the other contestants cry when they're leaving because they're losing one of their friends and they have mm-hmm. to leave and they're not going to see them and so that makes me probably tear up even more so but yeah i was definitely shedding a few um over mark um he was a really sweet guy early on with mark i think Maybe I'd have to go back and watch, but my impression, because he was sort of an inwardly, you know, not that um, outgoing, Mm -hmm. that I might have interpreted that as just being a little, like, serious or closed off or something. Mm -hmm. But as time went on, I just thought he's kind of a gentle soul. He is. I I agree (laughs) with that. Totally. Yeah. Very sweet guy. guy. He is a good guy. I hate to see him go. <coughs> Somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to go. So yeah, now we're just down to Dave, Laura, Peter, and Hermine. Um, gosh, <laughs> it's gonna be yeah, tough. It's gonna be tough. I know. Well, who do you think will go next week? Well, here's how it works: is next week there's four, and that's the semifinal. So it's it's an episode just like any other. And then, but except it's um not a theme, right? It's just whatever they decide to throw at him. But then the final is three people competing for first, second, and third place, the three top bakers. Yeah, it'll be, well, they do have a theme. It is a semifinals, but it's patisserie week. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm, I, who knows, because this show has been totally unpredictable for me, but I feel like, I wouldn't be surprised if Ermine and Peter were in the finals at this point. So same. I don't know if Laura or Dave would go home. I think it's a toss up between either one of those for next week. Honestly, although we could be surprised. <laughs> I know I'm I'm doing such a really poor job of 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 guessing. Uh, I mean, I I think I guessed Mark a long time ago, and here he stuck yeah. it out to the quarterfinals. So. You know, he really he really surprised me as much as I liked him. And it definitely has nothing to do with who I like or their character. It's just basing it just off kind of what I see from week to week. Um, I think you might have guessed Mark last week, though. I'm not sure. We'll have to go back and see who. I think you guessed right at least two or three times and I've gotten zero. Mm, I don't know. You might be too a little too generous with that. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, I think it's a toss up between Laura and and Dave Dave for for next week. Yeah. but I don't know. Again, like you said, we could be surprised. Peter struggled, but maybe he'll learn from that and, you know, take that and do better. Um, or maybe they'll have something that he just really kind of shines at. So I don't know. We'll see. All right. I got some funny lines. Yeah, let's hear him. Um, when Laura said, I'm going to have nightmares about that ice cream cake last week, to be honest with you. And Paul goes, so will I. <laughs> nice. Nice, Paul. Thanks. <laughs> the whole Mr. Spoon thing I don't think was as funny as they hoped. But when he said, Noel said he's had a lot of therapy, so it's hard to read him. That was funny. And that he said he wants to see Mr. See, wants to see Peter naked. <laughs> that that was almost a little creepy ish. Yeah, it was. Like, oh, it was. Okay. Yeah, like no, <laughs> right, totally. Um, 
when I, it was kind of funny when Ermine was being a little goofy and why, why, why would Brew do this to me? And Noel started cracking up. You're having a breakdown. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> why would anybody eat this in 2020? <laughs> yeah. I liked when uh, they're waiting for the Sussex puddings to steam. So they're all kind of sitting around bored and Noel's like, what can we do? And Laura's like, we could do something with the string, couldn't we? And Noel's like, we could tie Peter up and ruin his bake. <laughs> <laughs> tie him up and make him eat some sugar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the whole thing with Prue saying Sussex pudding is her favorite, but it occurs to her that she's 80 years old and grew up with steam pudding. And Paul's like, and I'm 40 and I still really like steam pudding too. (laughs) (laughs) Nice how he says it with a straight face. (laughs) Yeah. My favorite was when Mark said, I was originally going to go for elderflower, but realized it tastes a little bit of smelly feet. And Matt goes, well, how often have you eaten feet? How would you know? Mark looks down. Well, I've already eaten one, haven't I? <laughs> and Matt's like, no, that's answered a lot of questions. I just love that he can joke about that. Yeah. That's, I love his <laughs> attitude. I really, really do. It's, Can't say enough. It shows he's in a good place with it, which makes me feel good you know, yeah, for him. <laughs> totally. And then the whole vampire thing, Noel's like, this one's become more blood-like or means like vampires don't see me, do they? And Noel's like, do you know any vampires? Yeah, there's one standing right next to me. Oh, come on. That's a rumor. You have got quite a lot of neck exposed, though, <laughs> which she laughed at. I love him. <laughs> that was all of mine. Yep. They had some good ones. They they It should have been like a drinking game for this episode for how many times they managed to say prick. To see <laughs> All right, prick, 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 prick. Got, got my prick. prick. Got my prick. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, they I think they throw that stuff in there on purpose, or at least show yeah. like repetitively on purpose. They they love their um, innuendos. You know, their, yeah, their mm-hmm. innuendos. Yeah, those those are all good. Those are all my favorites too. <laughs> I had right. a few notes. Okay. Yeah. Um. Ermine in the beginning mentioned that she didn't think she'd get this far and she left a couple of eggs in her fridge thinking she'd get back to them, but they won't be good now, which we were questioning whether they go home when they leave the show. And we thought probably, but I don't know if we knew for sure. Maybe they mentioned that on Extra Slice. But anyway, that suggests that when you go when you go off the show, you do go home. Right. Yeah. I stick around in the quarantine zone. Right, which is a bummer because it makes it sound like that when it's over, they're not going to do like they traditionally do where they bring right. all the friends and family and all the former bakers that, that left in the previous weeks, you know, all together um, for the finals. So, mm-hmm. mm. um, one moment I liked is when Prue said to Mark about his jelly cake, that's very ambitious. And Noel said, it's time to be ambitious. It's time. That he's just really um, encouraging sometimes, and I, I like he that. He is. I know. <laughs> he's so sweet. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes he's a kind of a jerk, but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's not mean-spirited by any means. No, 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 yeah. no. Not at all. Uh, Britishisms. Mark said the cheesecakes are a little squidgy. I mean, maybe that. I don't think that. I don't know, but it means soft and spongy and moist. Mm-hmm. I think we've heard that term a couple times this season. So yeah. Mark, squidgy. Yep. When Noel said, Bakers, you have an half a- you have half an hour, not that you seem that bothered. You're all just sitting about. They use bothered a little bit differently in the UK than we do in the US, where it's more like concerned, like not that you care, versus here it's more like annoyed, you know, stop bothering me. Mm. I think. That's my Okay. I th- I use bothered a lot and I feel like yeah, it's more in the in I the term can't of be bothered, huh? Yeah. Or you don't seem yeah, to be that, very bothered by it. I'll, I'll, I'll say that a lot. Like, he's not bothered. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's similar. I feel like there's a shade of difference sometimes. Or maybe, you I mean, sometimes right. if you could say, uh, am I bothering you? Or that that really bothers me. It's more like annoyed. But yeah, if you say I can't be bothered, then that just means I don't care. And that's more like how the they use it there a lot. That makes sense. The whole thing where um, they were talking about the pronunciation of Genoese or Genoa, and I guess Genoa is how you say it in French, where, uh, and uh, they were asking Ermine about that, and she's like, well, 
you're going to use the language, you use it correctly or whatever. And that reminds me of this whole parlay thing, that new app that conservatives are going to. Yes. Where it it's originally parlay for the French word for to talk. Yes. But I think most people call it parlor because it does seem a little weird to me that this app where all these conservatives are going to has this French sounding name. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't well, quite fit, you know? Yeah. So I think it's, they're changing it to be, most people just call it parlor. I don't know. And I think that's how it's spelled. Like if you look it up, it's P A R L E R, which may not be the that's actual how, pronunciation. That's how you spell, yeah, French parlay. Right. To, to but talk. that's yeah. how us, you know, Americans, uh, us rubes. Yeah. Pr- pronounce it. Yeah. I, I, I thought parlay sounded a lot better. I was like, well, I know what parlay is. What the hell's parlor supposed to mean? But <laughs> yeah. Parlay makes more sense. But I think, yeah, I think they're just going to call it parlor. That's my prediction. That's what I've heard it on the news. People talk about it and they say parlor. That's all the notes I had. Those were great notes. I think that covers most most of my thoughts as well. I'm certainly getting anxious um, about the next couple of episodes for sure. Um, So we did get a little bit of feedback. We got a couple calls so far this week. Um, But if you did not yet get your feedback in, because, you know, we we typically do record on day of. um, So if if you have thoughts, um, we'll definitely get to them next week. So... Be sure to leave us some feedback if you want to talk about those jelly cakes. Um, but we do have a couple <laughs> of calls. Um, the first one that we have is from our good friend, Paik. Hello, Jason and Rima. It's Paik, and I'm having a blast just watching along and listening to your coverage of Bake Off this whole time. It's one of those things that never watched, never would have really gotten into it. But since you're covering it, figured I'd give it a shot, jumped in at the beginning, and I'm fully invested in having a great time with it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's awesome. Um, I have to agree, I guess, with you guys over a lot of the stuff that you've said in the past couple of weeks. You know, of course, it's just impossible to try to guess who's going home and who's going to win because every time you make a prediction, the next episode comes and then you're proven completely wrong and we realize that we don't know anything at all and we'll never figure it out. <laughs> you know, I, I was talking to Rima when we were recording Blind Manor last week and I told her my final three, Peter, Mark, and Hermine. And then I was like, Laura and Dave are going to be the next two to go for sure because, you know, in, in either order. And both of them did really decent this week while Peter, I was really scared was going to go home, but then unfortunately, you know, Mark did a little bit worse, but it was still sad to see him go as well too. So I'm excited to see what happens next week. Who knows? I think, Hermine, I agree with you that once she has mastered the visuals as well as the flavors, she might be the one to win. But now that I say that, (laughs) all bets are off. She's going to lose now. (laughs) Who knows? Anyway, I'll talk to you all soon. On your mark, get set, (laughs) bake. That's awesome. Thank you. I told him when we were talking offline, um, we didn't put it in the Blind Manor episode, of course, but we were talking offline about um, Bake Off and um, we we were echoing like each other's thoughts for sure. And then he did a great impression of Noel's bake, as you just heard. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, you, I was like, you do that really well. I was like, you should need to get a recording of that. So that was awesome. Thank, thank you, Paige. Yeah. Better than uh, either of us. Yeah, I told him, I was like, wow. I was like, I just need to get a a snippet of you doing it and insert it because you do way better than me and Jason (laughs) do. (laughs) We don't do so good. Um, That was awesome. Thank you, Paik. I I love that he's digging it. This is something he wouldn't have normally watched and and he's totally digging it. So I I, I love hearing that. Um, We got another voice message this week from our good friend, Steve. Hey, Jason and Rima, this is Steve. This is for uh, Dessert Week. And uh, I watched it this morning and then I had to go run a couple of errands and come back as I was processing my thoughts, kind of. And uh, is Lottie's gone? (laughs) I don't, I think it didn't really hit me last week when I recorded my video, my my voice message. And uh, so anyway, um, yeah, uh, this week though, the signature, you know, I have a, a slight dairy intolerance. So cheesecake for me is not a, 
uh, a temptation or a, a thing really I couldn't even tell you um, the the technical man uh, Laura you're the best of the worst kind of thing was uh, was bad so it all came down to the showstopper and uh, I, I really liked that it was there between Hermine and, and Laura kind of and, and Hermine just kind of had was a little bit better and so now does that make her she's the only one now who's won Star Baker twice right I think you guys talked about that last week and uh, I, something occurred to me. I didn't mention it last week or the week before. We haven't seen a handshake. Does he not do handshakes in the, the back half of the season? Or is it just nobody's really stood out enough to get a handshake there in the signature or the technical? So, but uh, yeah, uh, so Mark, um, yeah, just a bad week. And like I think it was Paul said, it's all about the mistakes this time now. So, okay, um, talk to you later. Oh, yeah, Hermine's the only one this season to win it twice so far. Yeah. Um, next week, somebody will either she'll win it three times or somebody else will win it twice because we're down to only four bakers. Yep, the pool is a little smaller. And sorry, Steve, for the delayed reaction for Lottie leaving. We were. <laughs> we were <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, as far as the handshake, I mean, it's not it's not like a laid out rule. And it does definitely seem to me there have been a few times where Paul had a reaction to something mm-hmm. that I thought, oh, that's usually when he gives the handshake. Like uh, with Lottie's, was it Lottie's sponge and that like Super Mario Brothers mushroom thing that she made? Yes. I thought she was going to get it then. I thought she was going to get one, yeah. And here for Ermine too. So I wonder if sometimes maybe they want to like lighten up on that just to not make it a thing. Or maybe it's where he's positioned, you know. It has to feel right, I think, you know. And I don't think it necessarily means anything if somebody didn't get a handshake. I I don't really know. But it seems like it's kind of subjective. Yeah. I I know that they they were saying before, not this season necessarily, but maybe another season or two, where it felt like he was doing it too often and like yeah. it maybe didn't mean as much. So I don't know if, yeah. but I mean, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like Paul Hollywood's going to give one if he feels like it's earned um, because it is supposed to mean something when you get a hand, you know, a Paul Hollywood handshake. I don't know. But he really looked, and maybe he's just kind of tired of it because maybe. he's looked gobsmacked a couple of times and not I, done it. I thought you know? <laughs> Lottie's mushroom cake, her toadstool yeah. cake was going to do it for him because he was thoroughly <laughs> impressed and, with that and and with um Hermine's showstopper jelly cake this yeah. week. Yeah. He said it he said it was perfect pretty much to the point where he wanted to take it away before I find something wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think I think it's kind of random and yeah, I think I I think it is kind of a thing where they don't want to do it to death. Maybe. Yeah. Well, we don't want it to lose its My meaning, meaning because it is supposed to be yeah. pretty meaningful. And if they do it too often, if he throws one out too often, well, then it doesn't mean as much. But I think mm-hmm. there's been at least, what, two to the season. At least two, yeah. maybe even more. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought you were saying times when I, they, I thought he would do it. But yeah, there's been like two, I think. Yeah. <sighs> well, that was great, guys. Thanks for those calls. Appreciate that. And be sure if you haven't left feedback, um, go ahead and do that. We'll leave it or we'll um, read it next week. Um, so next week we'll be covering Collection 8, Episode 9. It's the semi-finals patisserie week. This is always a quite a challenging week when they have a patisserie week. So can't wait to see what they do. I don't even know what that means. It's just like, what is that? Like patisserie baked week? stuff, right? Yeah. It, it's usually like the baked goods, but it's like the fancy stuff. Okay, okay. Like the, Got it. Yeah, the yeah. fancy like French bakeries. Mm-hmm. The really delicate, um, you decorated know, beautiful, and, decorative. Yeah. Um, cool. yeah. So it should be interesting and yummy, mm-hmm. I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always quite a challenge. So looking forward to that. We're getting down to the final few here. Well, we are really excited for you to follow us to the tent. But until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange Cast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash StrangerTCast. And you can email us at StrangerThingsCastPod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV Time app. You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. Go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcasts. Speaking of great podcasts, um, you want to tell us a little bit about what you have going on right now? Yeah, I'm watching the show where the star of the show has developed a taste for eggs. 
I'm intrigued. Tell me more. <laughs> have you been watching? Yeah. I mean, I haven't yeah. watched um, today's episode, but it's yes. insane. <laughs> today's episode was awesome. I'm talking about The Mandalorian, if you don't know what I'm talking about, and I'm covering it on House Podcastica, and it's delightful. Yes, but it is. there's But there is, I, I don't want to spoil too much about that, so I don't, I figured that was a vague enough reference, but mm-hmm. I will also vaguely say there has been a pretty big uproar about that from some people. Yes, there has. I thought it was pretty dark, but it was also um, funny, and I'm inclined to just laugh. <laughs> I I laughed. I mean, so it is kind of horrifying, it's, but I think it's the dark, point. But but yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like dark funny stuff. I love dark funny stuff. <laughs> it certainly suited my dark humor. So yeah, and then uh, we're doing. Uh, World Beyond, Walking Dead World Beyond, and Fear the Walking Dead on Walking Dead cast. Fear the Walking Dead has been much better this season. It's a little up and down. The fans are actually liking it a little better than Lucy and I, but we're we're liking it too, so it's been cool. And then World Beyond, we're liking more than most people, but this last episode of World Beyond had some really great zombie moments, like some really good ones, which I love. So that was cool. So it's been fun to cover those two shows. Well, that must be refreshing because I know yeah. at least for Fear, I mean, World Beyond's a new show, so you didn't really have any other seasons to compare it to. But Fear, you know, has been a challenge in the last couple of seasons, I know. So it must be refreshing for it to, you know, how they've kind of turned it around just a little bit and it's, you know, a little bit easier, yeah. better to watch. So It is, but I'm like super, I'm more excited every week to watch The Mandalorian and Great British Bake Off. Yeah. Yeah. Mandalorian's been great. I'm excited to watch um, today's episode that, that came out. I haven't had an opportunity to do that yet, but I always do. It's awesome. T- typically, you know, that's my Friday evening relaxing time is watching the newest episode. So I'm pretty excited to settle down cool. with that. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. All right. That is our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Jason. On your marks. Get set. Bake. We could say on your marks, get set, pake. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Here we go.